Hey, this is Justin Kelly, and you are listening to Tobin Tonight. Justin, how you doing, man? To Tobin Tonight, man. Uh, Thank you. I, I, I know that you're dealing with, you know, Newfoundland, a lot of the East Coast filming Hudson and Rex. Yeah. I, I wanted to make you feel a little bit at home, so I oh, wore... Nice. A Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. Hey, that is much appreciated. Thank you. Unless you go, unless you so go for like Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we can't be talking. We no, we can't exactly. Have well, well, we thank you for coming, Justin. It was a great interview. No, um, <laughs> the the one thing I want to tease you with a little bit because yeah. it is Newfoundland. That's what we do. I grew up watching a lot of Radio Free Roscoe per se. That's how okay. I kind of got into broadcasting. Nice. And then when I got a little bit older, I heard. You know, oh, the latest buzz. Do people torment you on that? You know, it's uh, it's been a few years. Um, it still creeps up once in a while. Yeah, I think, when did we finish that show? We finished that show like, God, it must have been, I think it's oh, definitely over 10 years ago. Yeah, like 13 years ago, we finished that. There was definitely, they're like, are you that spiky haired kid from uh, that that show? Well, I, yeah. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you full credit because like, you you know, there are some shows you'll look back and you remember the, the person from like, you know, if I look at Saved by the Bell or A Boy Meets uh-huh. World, it's like you can go on do much other things. And believe me, they have. Like Jalel White continues to act, but mm-hmm. everyone keeps calling him Urkel. It's sad, yeah. but you know, it it is what it is. But I love the fact that when I looked it up, so I kind of kind of got into Hudson and Rex just through quarantine. Gotta okay. love quarantine. It's I a good like, show to binge. Yeah, There's a lot yeah, of episodes. Ab- There's absolutely uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, so I was there and I was sitting down and I was watching it and I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, they got a good cast. I don't know if it's intentional, but like you have all these different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I kept on saying to one of my friends and I think it was like my mom, I, I tried out on my mom first and told a couple of my friends just, you know, like testing jokes out. And I was like, man, Toby Maguire, is that his like brother there? Because that looks <laughs> like, I was like, that's like Superman to me. And then my mom was like, you mean Clark Kent? And I was like, no. But well, now I see. What you're I mean, saying. that's a huge compliment. It, it is. Hey, I mean, know? Tobey Maguire alone is a huge compliment. I mean, exactly. that's the Spider-Man that I grew up with. So I will take that. Yeah, it's his his brother, <laughs> jo- Joni Maguire. I don't know. Tony <laughs> Maguire. Tony <laughs> Maguire. There we go. Like, hey, what yeah. are you doing? I'm yeah. Tony Maguire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a famous brother. What are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like when I was watching it, and then it never dawned on me until I kind of did a bit of research. I was like. Oh, he was on like the latest buzz. I was yeah. like, okay, I got to torment him a little bit about that, but I only for research, it. only for research. <laughs> so I feel like you're safe. You're a bit nice. safe until this gets posted and then people will go back. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we did that. I mean, we did that so long ago. That was my first show. Yeah, that was an experience for sure. It was, we had such a great time. Yeah, I'm still in touch with Monroe. He's, he's still my best friend after all these years. Talked to him yesterday, actually. But yeah, you know, it, it is nice when it does creep up because because I haven't seen it in a while and I haven't heard people talk about it in a while. It's when it does come up, it is refreshing. And it's like, Oh, that show, like people are still watching that show and enjoying it and wherever they can find it. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know at this point if there are reruns or anything like that, but, but it's just, it's, it's great to hear just cause we had a great time shooting it. The, the reason that I brought it up was cause so I kind of got into media through radio free Roscoe. That was my thing. Like do I, and then when I found I, was, out I watched that show too, that was, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Brent Piaskowski. And to find out like it was, you know, Canadian content, we actually had like Kate yeah. Todd on an episode to talk about it. And I was like, oh, this oh, is cool. kind of cool. But 
when seeing the latest buzz, it went from like the radio side to kind of the magazine side. Yeah. And you still yeah. had one of the, I can't remember her name now. I, I feel bad for not remembering, but like she was kind of the voice of Cougar Radio, ended up being okay. kind of the managing director of this magazine. But oh, Janelle, I love yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I love when you look back at it, like you have different diversity in that, but different. It's almost like you're catering it to the young crowd at that time because you had the one with the spiky hair, the one that yeah. was very fashionably done, the one that was like a skater kid. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, I tried all three of those genres. None of them worked. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Like it was, I, I loved it because, yeah, the, I felt like the music was something. I mean, I skateboarded for a while and I gave up on that after a couple of years. But that was the thing. It's that every character had their own style and fit in this uh, genre of what they were doing, what they were talking about. And I, I was just, I felt lucky enough that, because that I was doing music and I, because I was the kid also that was like always listening to stuff that nobody else was. And so I would try, I, I would think it was the coolest thing. Like my brother and I were listening to like seventies prog music and old Genesis and Jethro Tull and stuff. And I'd, I'd go to parties. I'd be like, have you guys heard this Jethro Tull record? And they're like, no. We're 14, like, we're 14 years old. What are you talking about? We're listening to like, you know, what's popular on the radio today. Yeah. Like, uh, like who's, uh, who's this uh, Justin Bieber? I mean, uh, have you guys not listened to Emerson, Lake and Palmer? <laughs> it would just get like more and more obscure, but I loved it. I mean, I loved being the music guy in that. And, and uh, because that was something that I could definitely just, uh, like like you know kind of, to, yeah, yeah it's like you're yeah. like it's like your niche like your thing where it's like hey you want to hear like obscure music that you've never heard totally Justin. yeah he, he has be like yeah <laughs> i'd bring my bass to high school i used to play bass and i would just be like how, how about this uh have you heard this this song from uh this yes album and they're like no <laughs> <laughs> you're like so in my mind you're like the opposite of like what i call the 90s guitar guy where it's like you go to like any live or not a live concert but you go to any kind of dimly lit karaoke night and it's like it's like yeah we're gonna do karaoke in like 10 minutes yeah. but first jeff's gonna come up and play some of his own original material like great i love jeff and then the first yeah. thing he comes up is like so maybe like, that's oasis yeah it's, it's like if i have to hear oasis one more time I have a funny story about that actually. I did a, I did karaoke one time and it just kind of goes into that whole question of what's this guy doing. But I I went with a buddy of mine to this karaoke place here in Toronto and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do I was on a big Elton John kick. I mean, I still am, I always am, but I was like, I'm gonna do Love Lies Bleeding, and which is like it's funeral for a friend and Love Lies Bleeding, which is this first track off off uh one of his albums, and it's like an eight-minute song. The lyrics don't even start until like four and a half minutes into the song oh, wow. and i thought that it's like oh this is great this is this is a karaoke song so it's only going to be like the last three and a half minutes and i got up there and they started playing the four and a half minute instrumental part so i was just kind of like standing up there just like gets better guys just just, just you wait just wait it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> and um yeah a lot of people were looking at me with questionable looks that's when you get up the next time and just do the tequila whatever the, like the tequila i know song. they're just like he here's the guy who takes forever to start and the next minute it's like tequila it's like <laughs> oh he threw us for a loop exactly it's like oh good at least we get to drink tequila and listen to this guy saunter on justin to get into i guess a little bit of the, the hudson and rex side mm -hmm. how did you essentially get cast in this role because you know i'm being very polite to you right now but if someone told me that role was available we would have to go. 
And I don't mean fight. I mean like <laughs> I'm sure they still pick you. I'm sure they still pick you. They'd be like, this guy was on the latest buzz. I don't know, man. Grassy. What have you done? I'd be like, I'm sorry, I was away getting a communications degree. You're like, no one knows Newfoundland better than me. I live in Newfoundland. <laughs> oh yeah. And then and then see that's where they'd call you bluff because they're like, Okay, take us down to Water Street. Like, what what street? What street is that? So where, where are you? For, you're, are you in Whitless Bay? Did you say? Are you? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I grew up in the Ghouls. I, when I came back home, my parents decided, "Hey, let's not tell Brian we're moving to Whitless Bay." Okay, <laughs> maybe now is a good time to tell Brian we're moving to Whitless Bay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like I, I know parts. Actually, it's funny because when you look at like say the Jelly Bean houses downtown, my uncle or my great uncle actually lives in between those houses. So like a lot of the famous scenery you see, he was like another street or so in between that. But okay. Yeah, if someone asked me today, what is that street? What is that? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm from here, but I'm glad to be a Newfoundlander. But don't get too personal with me, because then you're going to expose me for not being a Newfoundlander. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a Newfoundlander, okay? Yeah, I, that's it. I didn't have to take no tests. I didn't have to. Yeah. I was born and raised here. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I haven't been out to the uh, to the Goulds. You know, we we film pretty much. We like our, our studios in Mount Pearl. Um, I think I think they had been looking to cast the character for a while. I, I I had gotten an email about it, and it was like, yeah, we're looking. Do you want to audition for this this character, Jesse? And and it's two months in in St. John's from October to December, and that was sort of it. I did one audition, and then probably about a week later, I found out I got it. And then in October, we were filming in St. John's, and then eight episodes suddenly turned to sixteen episodes, and then. 16 turned into another 16 and then another. So it's been a pretty, it happened, it, it all happened really fast and, you know, in the best way possible because I was able to live out in St. John's, which was on a bucket list. Like I, I had never been out to Newfoundland at the time and I had heard so much about it and I, I didn't realize I'd be, I'd be out there to the extent that I was out there, but it was, it was great. It all kind of worked out. So yeah, it was a really quick process, but it, it was nice. It was, it's nice, nice to work. I think it's kind of interesting because when you look at, say, different parts where they show scenes, of course, in Hudson and Rex, now we've had, say, Republica Doyle down here before. Right. Like, again, right? But the different scenes that kind of Hudson and Rex implements, like, I look at them like, okay, I know where that place is too. That's interesting. Like, oh, geez, that's right around from like where I used to work or where I'm totally. working now kind of thing. So it's cool to get those scenes in there. But the biggest thing, and I hope this isn't something that's going to make people mad, but... You know, when I see the scenery where the police thing is, or like police academy or whatever. That's, that's or whatever. the university. That's yeah, mine. I kept on, yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you brought it yeah. up because I kept on telling my mom, I'm like, that is the blue building where when I went to Mun for like the year that I did. Yeah. That's like, that's right across. And mom was like, no, it's not. I'm like, how are you not seeing that? Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of blue buildings here. Yeah. I'm like, and yeah. look. I, and I was like stopping it, like freeze framing it and going here, here, here. Look at yeah. this. And then she finally bought into it. But. I mean, there's always elements to it, like with anything, with any show. Like, For sure. I, I always find it crushing, and I mean absolutely crushing, when you look at like Full House, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, and they're like Philly, like Chicago. And then you talk to the actors, like, no, man, that was filmed in L.A. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing? Friends, like, Friends was like New York in Friends is like a character in the show, essentially. And, yeah. and they're like, oh, they filmed it in, you know, in a studio in L.A. And it's yeah. it, it like, is stop. a little heartbreaking. <laughs> When yeah, you find stop. the truth about it. And yeah. that's, but that's what I really like about, you know, what we do on this show is that we, we have moments where we're like, okay, this isn't actually the police station. And yeah. anybody who lived outside of Newfoundland wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily know that. But we, the good thing is, is that we don't mask St. John's or Newfoundland to be another place. And that's, 
you know, that happens to Toronto all the time where big projects come to shoot here and it's like New York or it's Chicago or, and it's like, no, it's not the scene. Tower. Like you can see the scene tower in the reflection yeah. of that building. It's Toronto. And it's always, and I've always, you know, I'm born and raised here in Toronto and I, I'm always refreshed as a local to see when a movie comes out and it actually takes place in Toronto. So I can totally understand, like, and I, and that's what I'm really happy about with this with this show is that we celebrate Newfoundland, and it is a character in the show because it's, I mean, the scenery is just stunning, and and you know, in the in the three months out of the year that you have grass and not rain <laughs> and summer and all that stuff, but yeah, we do, we we celebrate it, and and um, yeah, that's a really really good part about the about the show. I think it's interesting because like when you mentioned, of course, when like places come and film in Toronto and they don't really give it credit or they, yeah. they kind of mask it a little bit. I, I always think it's, it's a double-edged sword because there's a side of you that you feel like a niche audience where you know it, but you're like, why couldn't you just at least elaborate? But shows like Suits, I know yeah. there's parts of Suits that they film just say on the top of a Toronto like, building or in Toronto, but they don't want to mask that as Toronto because like you're, you're talking corporate New York, like, you know, bad totally. New York. Why, why would you be like, and then they went to Toronto. It's yeah. Like, wow. I was so invested with the dark music, the heavy, like, yeah. you better, you better get on her ass. Otherwise you're yeah. fired. Yeah. And it's like, is that the CN tower in the background? I'm less scared. Totally. Suddenly yeah. it's a little bit more, suddenly these suits, they're a little bit more polite than I thought they yeah. would be. Oh, I'm sorry. In, in, I'm sorry. I'll get on that right away. Do you want me to get you a Tim Hortons donut while I'm down? I'm like, yeah, exactly. is this a crossover episode of suits? Did they come to yeah. Canada? What? <laughs> Like, totally. But yeah, I do. I do like that. And the other thing I was going to mention as well, of course, when you're talking about St. John's and just uh-huh. embracing it, there are points in the episodes. Like I like how you implement Newfoundland actors in a way, but like not outright, Hey, we've had Mary Walsh on. Everyone knows Mary Walsh or yeah, now yeah. Hockle, but you don't put them as, Hey, this is Mary Walsh or Mary Walsh. She's going to be on the show. It's like you give right. her a character. The yeah, only one yeah. that I will ever be up a little bit upset about, but I didn't pitch it. So it's not my, like, I can't really, be like, oh man, how come they didn't take it? Like, I loved how they used Mary Walsh because it's yeah, like, she was, and she was so great in that. And, and that she episode. can play almost like anything, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I was just like, man, you had Alan, Alan Hocko on and you made him, you were like making him like a bad, a bad guy, which is cool. But I was like, man, how do you not have this as a crossover episode where somehow you guys can't solve this and you bring in oh, Alan yeah. Hocko? Like, I get it. I, I totally get it. And you know what? I think the the one thing that did cross over is his leather jacket. You know, thankfully, I think Alan Hawko's leather jacket budget for uh, <laughs> for Doyle and Hudson and Rex. You know, they went hand in hand. But I do get that. I think there is something that's really uh, cool about the idea of extending the universe of Hudson and Rex to uh, Republic of Doyle, and because those that's the thing, like. I mean, I, I don't I don't remember how long Doyle went, but it it was the it was the Newfoundland show for the longest oh, yeah. time, right? And yeah, I, I totally see what you're saying. I, I wish we did that. I, I think like you um, know, like just I know it's already been used. I think in like I think he was in the market season three, maybe that it, I think he was used, or if you give it maybe till season four, season five, bring him back in, and oh, like yeah, right, you can still implement it. It's just that I would have thought instantly when I seen an Alan Hawko crossover, I was like dude, there's going to be like this thing where he's a badass right now. But at the end of it, we, they find out that, you know, he brings in his team. It's almost like, guys, where have you been all these years kind of thing, but mm-hmm. to each their own. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this show has, has the legs to go on for a long time. And I think if we give it enough, give it enough time in between, we, we could bring him back in another, yeah. in some, some sort of other, 
yeah, other way. You have to, but I, I love that comment of like the leather jacket. <laughs> it's almost like when you go to the meeting, it's like, it's like, Alan, we're so glad you're coming in on the show. It's like, here's, here's what we got you to do. And he's like, okay, one thing, my leather jacket. They're like, like, okay, that's a deal breaker. Is deal. That Levi's? Is, that, uh, is that Levi's? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's like, like, he like he like he like walks out like you know how things are with like you know dealing with agents and stuff he's like i love the episode but i don't have the heart to tell him that they didn't put in my leather jacket he's like no problem yeah. he like walks back in here he's like can you right there where it says wardrobe leather jacket there done <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. exactly just like yeah. uh um you know alan was really uh, really peeved that he didn't, his leather jacket didn't make it into the episode. We just wanted to get a little bit of clarity on that. Yeah. I don't think I would, would, I would have loved to work with him. Um, you know, he was, I, that's the thing, like the stuff that I do, I, I do spend a great deal of, you know, the show in the studio and I, I don't often get to hang out with the, the guest stars. I mean, there was one recently that I think the episode just aired, so I'm not spoiling anything, but, uh, we, you know, we brought, uh, Alan Doyle back oh, and wow. we, uh, okay. yeah, so we had him, show up in the studio and that was great yeah it does it doesn't happen often but you know i'm hoping to get some screen time it, you know if they do bring alan hocko back to some degree maybe maybe he just shows up as like he's like jesse's long lost father or something like that i'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure he's not yeah well they, yeah. i mean they've done it in other sitcoms right like you you see one character kind of getting like written off or in a different role like i know friends used estelle for the agent but if you look if you look back in the future or like the previous episode she's like in the uh hospital room when mm -hmm. right so like and and again you have to really absolutely. watch it to kind of implement this stuff but absolutely i i love that again you use these different actors and actresses i i was a little bit peeved when um because again they were sending me out stuff because i i was interested in being on the show and yeah. they sent me out a line or like a tour i think there was a few roles but i've never fit the mold of what they were looking for and i was like that's cool but then i look at the episode to see who did and i'm like okay cool that's the right that's the right gist but there's right. one episode in particular and again it's like just missing the moment i think by a few maybe a few weeks but they had the one where it was like a podcast and of course uh -huh. that's the one that mary walsh was in and i was like i am right. a newfoundlander with a podcast how <laughs> how did i not like, do i not I fit the bill to the 10th <laughs> degree yeah yeah like <laughs> come on if, if you want me to be an ass I mean, like, I am the perfect person to be an ass. Yeah. Like, make me throw Jesse in the water where he almost like dies. Oh, yeah. Like that was the thing. There, yeah. There were there were definitely a couple episodes that that you know the first three episodes of the uh, of the series Jesse has a near death experience, and I feel like they were like you know let's just keep him in the studio. Let's keep him out of trouble. To me, that was like the episode. So it's after coming on a few times, but I love watching it because again, I. I like that this is what makes a really good TV show. Like I know you kind of buy, kind of got to buy into it. It's like being a wrestling fan. Like, you know, when someone's like hulking up or like doing this and the act, yeah. then the person's like, Oh my God. It's like, you could easily just go over and be like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. Don't do that. But completely. I know like, like, a they, like watching a horror movie. You're like, you don't have to go into the basement. I horror movies you know. are just to me. I never watch them, but it's just they're like, is anybody home? And it's yeah. like, no, I'm like, why are you yelling? There, there are so many other things you can do in a horror movie that a lot of characters don't do to yeah. avoid being murdered. Yeah, it's like, like, is someone out there? Let me proceed to go out there. Like, or yeah. there's a window. Or just drive away. Just yeah. drive away. Get in your car if, yeah. if it seems sketchy. Yeah. Go. <laughs> they're like, they're like, I live for the sketchiness. I'm not leaving this yeah. place. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. that's on you then. Don't, don't come to me at the end of the movie and make me feel bad. It's on yeah. you. 
But I, I, I do like how, like I said, you, you implement all these different characters. But for me, when I'm watching, the one that keeps on coming up was the one of, I, I, I don't know the, the title of it. I just know that you're pretending kind of to be in the student. And yeah. then the student kind of gives you, I guess it's an overdrive or something. And I like how at the end of that episode, it's kind of like, yeah, he wants to see you in his office. And you're like, oh, it's going to be on my record. And then they like throw you like this bash. I'm like, hold on a second. Even though it's all sketched out, I'm like, what mother, like what kind of mother effer would just bring in this person that almost dies and be like, yeah, we're going to give you an X on that because like, we're going to have to let you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You almost, you almost blew this out of proportion. It's like, but I almost died. I know you must be pretty shaky right now, but, but you really screwed it up for us. and uh, We can't let that happen again. I know it's a, it's a mean trick to pull on someone who just almost drowned. It really is. And you know, Thankfully, thankfully that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, God, yeah, that episode. I'm trying to remember. We, I think that was definitely one of the first few that we filmed. It, it, it honestly, it seems like so long ago. We've been doing this show for you know three seasons, but over the course of just over two years, and it feels like we've okay. been doing it for like 15 years, which is good. I mean, in the sense yeah. that you know <laughs> the people that we work with, it feels like we've known each other for like 10 years and and all that stuff because when you spend that amount of time in Newfoundland and you're on location and you know you make friends and it, it sort of becomes like summer camp in a way but I, yeah. I do like how you kind of use the social media aspect to it too like I, for a while there and it could just be me and the algorithms of how it works but I was like man it's like I'm not getting a lot of Hudson Rx posts but I do like for fans especially the younger fans that watch it you get to see kind of rex's tricks or how things are getting yeah. done on the show like i yeah. going through glass i was like are you kidding me this glass that, like, that was wild yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know a big attribute to this show is how like how great the dog is obviously and and but it's a testament to the team right that sherry and and her team we did a stunt close to the end of the season where you know i won't give too much away but it was it was wild and it you know it's it's dog and detective you know, Superman diving at the, you know, at the same time and, and, you know, what, what she's able to put together. And so it's, it's great. And it's great for fans to see. And, and for a show that centers around a dog, we just lucked out with like the best dog yeah. and the best team, you know, ever. So it's, it's, a, it's not an easy thing to do. And, and it's, I mean, they say never work with dogs and never work with kids. I don't believe that after, you know, after doing yeah. this, it's, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, I do love that. That's a big part of the social media and that people get to see how it's done and how, how they work. Kind of full disclosure here. I mean, we've, we've interviewed Earbud, uh, the littlest hobo and yeah. uh, wishbone. And believe me, those guys are just complete assholes. Like they were, I can they see, were- I can see Airbud like sitting here smoking a cigarette and you're, and he's just like, <laughs> Yeah. No, like surprisingly, Wishbone was very demanding. He was yeah. like, dude, do you not, did you not know I was famous on like PBS kids? I was like, Wishbone, it's always, it's always, the, it's always the B-list child actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. come down Wishbone. Like yeah. I, I, I invited you on to talk about Wishbone. Like, why are you giving me, why, what, why are you complaining that your water is like dirty? Like I yeah. clearly, it's like, it's like, I, I interviewed Wishbone. He was hammered yeah. and he, he was a terrible, terrible person. Um, yeah. <laughs> So funny. Yeah, shout, shout out to Wishbone. I, it's it's funny because you know when you're, of course, when you're bringing up about dogs and and doing stunts with them, like does it ever get? I'm not going to say annoying or nauseating, but like, are there times where it's kind of like, I, I know the trainer's really good with them per se, but yeah. are there times where it's like, geez, 
can you just get through this one scene, please? Or like, can well, we try something different so it's not as difficult for that dog to do? Right. Yeah. You know, there's obviously mo- strenuous moments, right? And and the thing is too is that we have to look after the the dog's well being, and that's you know yeah. that's what Sherry does. So I mean, you know, there's there's days where they can work certain stunts might take a little bit longer or, or things like that. Or, or, you know, I mean, as you know, being a Newfoundlander, you know, a big part of what can make our shooting schedule difficult are the elements, right. Or, or weather. The weather, right. <laughs> so if there's something that doesn't work, you know, we, ha- we might have to reshoot it in, in the studio and, and do some problem solving. You know, I will say that when I first joined the show, I remember we filmed a scene where, and I wasn't, I wasn't used to, because what what we'll do is if we have a you know a master shot with with all of us and with with Diesel in order to get Diesel to look where we want him to look, Sherry has to has to be like talking over the dialogue and and I remember having never worked with a dog before, kind of being you know shocked. At, it was just like, is this you know I, I wasn't used to it. Um, and and I'm like, are we like, is this going to be like ADR? What's what's going to happen? But you, you you know you get used to that really quickly. And they've also gotten really good at, you know, you do the master and then Diesel will relax and then and then they'll get all the close-ups and we'll get back into the scene and do our thing and, and stuff. But but we've definitely, for the most part, we we've definitely found a really good uh, a really good rhythm with with how things are done. And and I mean it only took 48 episodes. No, I'm kidding. No, we we found it pretty early on. And yeah, there's there's gonna be tough days and there's gonna be days where things might not work how they were maybe planned or maybe seen on the script or, or however, but, but I feel for the most part, it, it works out in the end. It doesn't matter how, you know, how long you've been doing something or how, you know, how much of um, a routine you get in it, it's days are going to be different and things are going to change. And, and yeah, we deal with that quite a lot on the show and, and, you know, we're able to adapt to it pretty quickly. And I mean, especially too, you know, season three, we film. we were able to film in a pandemic, which is, which is wild. You know, we were, um, I'm hearing that you guys are at like alert level two right now. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, in fairness, Justin, I kind of keep out of the news. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I keep it, my no. head out of the news, but yeah, I think yeah, that is level yeah. two. Yeah. It's there's only, so, well, in these days, there's only so much news you can, you know, it's, I do the same. I, I look at the bare minimum and I, you know, there, there just comes a point where you have for your own mental health and emotional health. You have to, yeah. Like, <laughs> Again, like I'm, I'm up on it. It's not like you know, I'm not like dismissing it and saying like, oh well, who cares? Like I'm up on like say, say the shooting in Colorado or whatever. And you, you, yeah, of course, feel bad. Of course, you have like an opinion on that. But like for the most part, it's like okay, uh, that's that's like a major thing that of course everyone's going to know about that, whether you're up on it or not. Yeah. Like you see it. But like if someone's telling me day to day stuff where it's like, hey, we're in like day one, day two. Some people that's big because yeah, now they're getting. But like to me, I'm like, dude. I work from home. I like, I'll go out when I want to, I'll wear yeah. my mask. You've but, like found your stride working. From yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, these stories that come out of, of these, these shootings and stuff, and, and it's important to be aware of those. And yeah, I mean, what I, what I mean too, especially is, is the stuff relating to COVID because, you know, you look, you know, I find myself looking, I'm like, okay, how many cases are in Ontario today? Yeah. And I get into this habit of, seeing the cases rise and then seeing the cases drop, getting a little hopeful and then seeing them rise again. And then after a while, that's when I have to just be like, okay, you know what? You just got to do your part. You just got to do what you got to do and try to stay afloat and all this 
COVID craziness, but it's, it's nuts. And, and, you know, you find ways to try to keep yourself occupied and, but yeah, but, but back to, yeah, back to the, you know, the thing too, is that with, with season three, we really had to figure out how to do things in this new world. And I think we were one of the first, one, one of the first project uh, productions to kind of come back after the lockdown last year. It was so on top of like all the elements and on top of the weather and on top of just day to day issues that you might come across. We were also dealing with this whole extra, you know, umbrella of COVID that was lingering over everybody. Right. And the fact that we got to do, you know, film in Newfoundland where it was relatively safe. And, and I know you guys had a bit of, you know, a bit of a surge recently. And, and, (laughs) but for the most part, it was, we felt comfortable and we felt, that we were we were pretty well protected. Well, that's that's good. And I mean, of course, yeah. It's like we're we're. I think they're talking about like opening the Atlantic bubble, but like it's all yeah, like just yeah. slowly like getting things back to normal, which is good. But I do like you know because at some points when it first started with COVID, people were kind of like, okay, well, it's only two weeks, not a big deal. But then it kind of got into okay, Jesus is long term. And yeah. I remember a lot of the like musicians and some of like the children's entertainment per se, like I know Emma Watkins from like the Wiggles, Jeremy Fisher, oh, yeah. Yeah. that like, you know, from Ottawa as well, that does Jeremy Fisher Jr. They're like trying to find innovative ways of like, okay, like crap, like how are we going to keep this afloat? Yeah. And then they, yeah. they went on Instagram live, like that became a new platform for them. Totally. So. Totally. That was the thing. Like, and especially in, in Newfoundland where music is such a, a big part of the culture too. And no, it's not. What are you talking about? Yeah, so what, do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? There are no, there, what's, what is, what is that? What, yeah, what, what are you what, talking about? I've never heard of great big C. Or what, are, what are mandolins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the thing it's, but it was a new, it was totally a new thing. I remember lockdown started and my brother and I had tickets to go see uh, this band, the Decemberists play. And they were supposed to come to Toronto and do like a Roy Thompson Hall thing. We just read it. We're like, oh, they're doing like an Instagram. That's the new way to look at a con, watch a concert now. Yeah. But it, I mean, thank God for that. Thank God that technology is at a place where you can do that. Because if this was during the Spanish flu and everybody had to, you know, you can do stuff like this, like video chats and Zoom, you know, we would be writing letters to each other. <laughs> trying to, I, I'm trying to make a podcast out of... Uh, I, I'm old. I'm old fashioned that way, but like yeah. you know what? I have seen TikToks where it's like a 16 or 15 year old being like, "I wrote a letter," and then they send it, and then you get updates like every time someone responds. I'm like, "That's cool, I guess." Yeah. But to me, I grew up. I think you're a 92. I'm 91. Yeah, 92, or, yeah. yeah. So like, I look at it as a kid, and like, geez, I grew up watching like wrestling, and then you, it was like a rush to the couch to watch, just say like the Family oh, yeah. Channel for certain things because there was no record, there was no playback. You you've seen it. Or you missed it. Yeah. But I remember watching like Channel 70 and it was like just pay-per-view where it was like giving you the pay-per-view, like previews. And I'm sure people will look at me and be like, no wonder he grew up to be like a weirdo because I didn't order it. Like I didn't order it. I just like watched the previews over and over and over again. Someone's like, you can order that. And I'm like, man, this is kind of silently comforting where I can just see the preview. And then going to a hotel and you're, you're watching like the hotel channel and you're like, oh, I could, I could pay $24.99 to watch Cats, but I'm not going to do that. I'll just, I'd rather watch the trailer 90 times. I yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I remember going to Toronto for like a WrestleMania. I think it was like 2003, but we were living or yeah, we, we went up there and my brother's friend kind of let us room there and they were like kind of weirded out. There was like, I was probably 13 or 14 and 
all the stuff that you can watch on TV and like, geez, WrestleMania's right around the corner. Don't you want to, or sorry, SummerSlam's right around the corner. Don't you want to like watch things of wrestling? No, I'm yeah. watching like the hotel lobby channel where like you watch people come in and out of the elevator and they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm just hoping someone slips or like something interesting happens. So right. like, that's not normal. I was like, just leave me be. Am I bothering you? Like, yeah, I'm not doing harm to anybody. Just yeah, I'm, like if anything, you should be happy that I'm silent here. Um, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about mm. your favorite parts of the show, like playing the character Jesse. You mentioned, of course, that you're more or less in the studio more than like mm-hmm. doing the the stunts and things with Diesel or Rex. Right. Uh, but what's some of the stuff that you kind of enjoy about the show, and like something that drew you to? Oh, yeah, this is something I want to do. Well, I, I mean, I had never played a cop before. I mean, I, I don't know if you'd call Jesse an actual licensed police officer, but I, I, I call never, him a snitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's a snitch. So I that was exciting to me. I'd never been to Newfoundland before. That was exciting to me. Honestly, my favorite parts, I mean, I live for the episodes that Jesse gets out of the studio and gets to do, like that, that uh, undercover student one was one of my favorites to shoot for sure. And we, we have some fun ones this season as well. It was a new territory for me in the sense of, you know, this is a procedural show and it, it was a lot of dialogue, a lot of dialogue for Jesse to explain what's going on. And that took a little bit of time to kind of get used to. But that's the thing. I honestly, my favorite, like one of my favorite parts are the people that I'm working with because, you know, we work long hours. We do a lot of episodes and we're, you know, I'm away from home. I I usually fly back and forth, you know, back in the olden days before COVID, you know, this, this season, I I lived in Newfoundland for six months, but you know, I couldn't picture doing that with like any other group of people because we have a blast in the studio, especially the four of us, because, you know, like somewhere there's a blooper reel that is just longer than I want to see those blue. I want to see it too. And I really yeah. think, you know, I don't know who to talk to, but I, I really think we should release some sort of blooper reel. And there's even, there's all this B-roll footage of us trying to get Diesel to look at us, which is it, Sherry will just be like, okay, Justin, just call, like call his name and make a sound, like make a high pitched sound. So he would do like a, you know, a head cock. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's somewhere, somewhere there is hours of footage of us making like high pitched, ridiculous noises to try to get diesel to look at us so i mean that that's sort of grown to be my favorite thing is just this you know the banter that we have and we get along great and you know we've kind of gotten to a part where we're we also start to establish these character relationships in you know in this show because a show that is you know a show that's designed to be a procedural you're it's going to be about the case and it's going to be about these people are here to solve this case so you know once in a while they'll they'll show glimpses of you know, these character backgrounds or what these, but you know, there's also a lot of fun in sort of coming up with that ourselves and creating that ourselves. And also really it it came naturally for the most part, because we just get along really well, except for Johan Reardon. He's, he's uh, awful. He's just just a pain. But yeah, so that's a long winded answer. I was going to mention, because like, you know, in, in future episodes, when you're coming up with say season, say season four, season five, yeah. I mean, I'm going to put my name in the hat and say, if you ever come up with episodes that are involved in Witless Bay or a podcast, oh, sure. I mean, I, I want to call, even if it's like, even it's like, Brian, what do you, what is, what's something that you want to do? I'm like, well, I kind of want to throw Jesse in a river. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but he's, he never leaves. Yeah. He never leaves. Like, I don't care. I will kidnap yeah. him and throw him in a river. But hey, what's, the, what's episode. the whole episode? Oh, there's got to be an episode. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like a podcast, like a podcaster in Witless Bay 
kidnaps the, tech, the techie guy. That's not even a crime. Station. Why are we why are we invested in this? It's like yeah. okay. It, it, it sort of becomes almost like um like a king of comedy storyline where <laughs> you hold me hostage to to do this podcast. Yeah. Um, no, listen, like yeah, I, I'm hey. all for it. I'd I'd love to be like a and somewhat of a feature on the show, but that's just yeah. that's just me pitching myself. I'm sure we, we're going to have a lot of episodes yeah. left. Where there's going to be a chance for something like that for yeah. sure. When you're talking, I guess Hudson Rex doing the episodes, there's a little bit more than just acting. Of course, I've seen on your Instagram that there was a lot of you do a lot of singing, you do a lot of kind of a little bit of a comedy. I seen like the quarantine workout or like, oh, yeah. and I was like, I was like, okay, like I'm I'm invested. <laughs> Can yeah. we use this as a character? Can we like yeah. you know have this somehow involved in the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's especially like in these COVID times. Like it goes back to me trying to figure out ways to keep myself occupied and from going crazy. But um, music has always been a big, big part of my life. Just sort of grew up in that. You know, listening to my brother's a musician, and that's always been a thing. It's always been there, and yeah, I mean the the comedy videos. That was a fun little opportunity that that came up. I mean, comedy is sort of the reason that I got into acting in the first place. It was I was watching like Happy Gilmore and uh, Liar Liar and The Mask and Dumb and Dumber and all that stuff. And that's another thing about Jesse is I love that he's funny and that he's you know he's written to be sort of the comedic relief and. You know, we have a lot of fun with that on set. And, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I know me personally, like these little, these little hobbies are, are something that just kind of keep me sane. <laughs> uh, yeah. The word I was just about to say yeah. is like saying, keep you kind of like in a, in a, a sane state of mind or just a more or less like not going ballistic. It's yeah. funny that you mentioned like happy Gilmore because uh, actually at Christmas, someone had sent me like a Funko pop. I don't know who, cause it just came in as a mystery and it's right. It's like right in the back. There's like Conan. Oh my- Oh yeah. Uh, oh, there's right Conan, on. there's Joey, and there's uh what's the other one? I gotta look at myself. Yeah, I think it's John Oliver. Yeah, John Oliver's nice. there too. I didn't know there was a John Oliver Funko Pop. Yeah, awesome. well, there you go. You could there, there you go. You learned something new. You learned something on this podcast, so that's a win for me. That's a win for both of us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Get to that eBay and Amazon right now and get yourself there a Funko. Go, yeah. You know what? <laughs> there you go. There's the next thing you gotta look at is when is gonna be Hudson and Rex get some Funko Pops. You know what? I that would be amazing. Uh, I mean, you gotta look at it. Like, you know, come on. Newfoundland tourism industry could use that, right? Like, yeah. Use use your platform, Justin. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna get on get on the horn with the Funko Pop, whatever the company name is. Funko there you Pop, go. Just I'm the, sure. the Funko Pops. Uh, <laughs> and just I'm gonna Google Funko Pops, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna get on call waiting and see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of marketing that I can I, I know it's COVID, but there's a lot of marketing I look at that you could do with like Hudson and Rex, right? Like, yeah, of course, Funko Pops, you could have like, little like action figures or models or like certain things sure, like yeah. scenes from this, like, even if you did like, again, I, I know the audience, sometimes you gotta look at it and say, okay, well, what is our audience? I'm not going to make it if two people are going to buy it. But there, there's got to be things out there. Like I even look at saying like a Hudson and Rex kind of like after the episode, even 15 minute podcast episodes, right? Where like you talk yeah. about the episode or behind the scenes. Those are like things that are cool. Uh, Justin, the, the other thing that's, I, I wanted to really talk about, I guess, cause when you mentioned about COVID and of course, like yeah. going from Toronto to Newfoundland and keeping yourself busy mm-hmm. at any point, did you bring like your uh, a girlfriend or I guess you're engaged now, but yeah. have, have you brought her with you or like, 
does she COVID with you or is it more or less like, this is my yeah. time. Stay away from me. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, no, there was a point where I like, you got, you got to get here. You got to come. Yeah. She, she came and, and isolated for two weeks and stayed with me for like a month and a half. And it was, yeah, that was amazing. We did, you know, we did Trinity and Port Rexton and all that stuff. And, and yeah, I mean, that's, it's a long time to be away from family. And the fact that that was able to, yeah, able to happen. And then, and then I came back in December for Christmas and it just sort of, it splits up the time too, which is, which is great. Does she ever pitch ideas to you of like, she wanting to be on the show in some capacity? I don't, I don't think she wants to be on the show at all. Oh, come on. I, I would love, I, it would be great, you know, if she was, if she was there and yeah, I could have her even like a background performer or something like that. Yeah. I, I would love to just see her, you know, walk, walk in the background and Yeah. Yeah, one day I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna start planting seeds and see it. Yeah. See if I can even to... even if like even if it's just like you know this the sister or cousin that you know comes to visit so often because oh, yeah you know like they're they're away in university but like you know you have a spring break or a Christmas break where it's like hey uh, Jesse yeah. it's like your sister's in town and then it's like even if it's like a five second or five minute totally. like thing where she's just in the episode and then at the end even if it's like oh well. They, they might have went to her house and kidnapped her. Like, you don't have to have her in the scene, but it's like you understand why she was then implemented in the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up to her as soon as we finish this podcast. I'm like, look, look, Brian and I had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Who is Brian? Why is he having conversations? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I don't think she would do it. I, I would love that. But that's the thing. It's if she's ever looking for something to do in Newfoundland while I'm working, you know, we work long hours. Yeah. And if it's raining, of course. And, you know, there's nothing to do. I'd say come to set. When you were mentioning, of course, about guest stars that you have on, you mentioned about Alan Doyle. Like the uh-huh. one that came to mind, I also see like Melissa Critch sometimes does the news aspect of things. So I think that's interesting because like mm-hmm. you're, you're getting them like people know who they are, but yeah. you're putting them in a different platform. I would love it personally love it if somehow you inf- implemented mark critch doing impersonations like even if it's like it's like we're looking for alan doyle and it's like that's not alan doyle that's mark critch being alan doyle <laughs> like, like yeah like an like, impersonation shop right like you go into a store and like you're looking for i don't know like a robber or something and it's like mark critch owns his own like warehouse of i don't know funny equipment and he's like i can give you an alan doyle and they're like there's you can get out of here <laughs> There, there should be an episode, yeah, an episode where you're, you're trying to catch one suspect. Every time you think it's this one guy, it's just Mark Critch <laughs> yeah. dressed up as this guy. Yeah. You're like, we can't, we can't get anywhere in this case because Mark Critch keeps showing up, yeah. dressed up as all these different people. Listen, I'm man, by, up, by season by up. season eighteen, we're gonna be. If we need yeah. some ideas, <laughs> yeah, I, I will be. I will be like Perry Chafe of Republic of Doyle. I'll just be there writing stuff down and being like being like we're out of ideas can you go see brian it's like i think brian's out of ideas how many episodes has brian been in by himself like has how how many features has brian had yeah you're right that's way too many how is he writing himself into the script and how is it getting by uh and it's uh, just it's so good yeah it's it's just he he's so smart it's like i don't know about that last one the last one he wanted us to do a wishbone remake and i don't think that works uh but to each their own. Uh, Justin, the last thing I guess I want to ask you yeah. to, to wrap it up here is mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to in the closing of this season and going forward? Like what, what are some things I guess that you plan or have you pitched anything for yourself to be like, hey, can I get more involved in this or what? <laughs> First off, that's the thing. It's I'm glad that the season has been, you know, so well, well received. And, you know, we were finishing it up while it was while it was airing and you know it's not often that that happens so that that's really exciting and and yeah i don't know i mean 
when, when the time comes, I'm excited to get back to work and I'm excited to continue exploring Jesse. And, and, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot more room to, to dive into these characters and, and, and their backgrounds and stuff. So whether we do that, you know, soon or down the road, I'm excited to come back to Newfoundland, you know, in the times, because when you're working, it's, you know, you get this wave of work and then you get this wave of, of not working and, and trying to find things to, you know, what we talked about to do to keep occupied. And, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about the show and thinking about stuff that I'd want to see and, and stuff that I'd want to try. And I, I think it would be great to see Jesse get, you know, maybe get a little promotion, be out in the field, yeah. get a little police badge. Yeah. I don't think he lasts very long, <laughs> but, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just excited to see where, where it continues to go. And, and, you know, starting building a show, from the ground up from season one and seeing how it's received and seeing the fact that we've been able to do three seasons in such a short period of time is pretty great. And you never know, like when you start a season one, you, you never know where it's going to go. I mean, this show had been, there was the, there's the version of it in, in Europe that lasted quite a long time, but you just, you just don't know. And so, you know, the fact that we've even done three seasons is pretty amazing. So I, you know, I'm hoping for more and I'm hoping to just keep exploring and keep having fun. I like that. I feel like that should be like uh, after like Hudson and Rex is done, they should just have like a sequel as it's called Exploring Jesse. And people, yeah. are, like, people are like, I'm a little it's, bit lost. Is this like, I'll you know, though, I, I worry that it'll be like the Joey spinoff from Friends. Like it'll last, you know, six episodes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not people are like, oh, we didn't want to know anything about Jesse. In, in, in fairness, in Matt LeBlanc's defense, they turned Joey from like, you know, the womanizing, you know, like everyone loves loves joey to like this like i can't get a date i can't i'm like that could have went that could have went places yeah i I, i'm just i'm just worried that when someone like does a promo for exploring uh, like explore exploring jesse it's almost like geez am i on the right channel like i i didn't pay for this xxx channel like what's going on here (laughs) (laughs) no this is not this is not at all no that's not that's not that's not it just watch like watch the 30 second ad don't be so close-minded yeah (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Justin Kelly for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.